listening to the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Episode 91. What were you saying, Talia? I was just saying hello and wondering how your holidays were. I imagine there's uh, maybe some stuff to unpack after all of your gifts. Um, yes, I need to book a full session with you right Good. now. And we'll just let the listeners <laughs> listen yeah. to that would be our most popular episode. This place, and I'll just really <laughs> undeck these halls. Yes. Uh, Debrief it up. Yeah, the holidays have passed. You're probably listening to this after Christmas, Hanukkah, etc., whatever yeah. you celebrate for the holidays. And I guarantee there are some things that you went through that you look back on and you're like, mm, I didn't love that. I should have set that boundary. I should have had that conversation. So mm-hmm. that's what today's episode is for to kind of help you deal with that post, the post-holiday letdown. Yeah. Could have had a good time, but this episode isn't as much for you as it is for the people who are like, get me out of my in-laws family. What am I doing? Yes. Yes. Because we know, I mean, historically holidays are stressful for all of us because it's a time lots is going on. So we're already stressed trying to juggle our day-to-day responsibilities, plus like put together the holiday festivities. And then we get to be around people that maybe we don't like to spend that much time with that often. If you're from uh, one of those friend or family groups where actually you clicked really well, bless you. <laughs> well done. So this is not for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to comment a little bit on what to do on this, you're but it's like going to be like, I'm like, let's talk about the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be like a five minute, like little blurb at the start in just a second. But I do think there's a place to debrief, even if you had a really wonderful holiday experience. Um, but um, since everyone, it tends to be stressful and it would be nice to kind of talk about, okay, so you can go back and listen to our holiday survival guide that we did um, previously in a different holiday season a year or two ago. I forget when um, that's the primer to listen to, you know, if you ever needed to like get ready for a big family gathering or holiday. This is now. Yeah, it's past. This episode's coming out on actual Christmas Day. So everyone probably listening to just post that. So. And if you are listening on Christmas Day, bolster yourself. <laughs> brace yourself for the day and go listen to one of our boundaries episodes and then come back and listen to this one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's like different scenarios of just sort of how the holidays go, depending upon everyone's context. It's super different, but yeah, maybe you had a really wonderful, lovely experience. You did the good prep ahead of time. You, you were in a good emotional place. You set some appropriate boundaries and you had a wonderful connection in your relationship was thriving, which meant with your, the rest of the people you included was really good. Rock on. Or maybe it was at a decent time and there's a lot of stress and emotional labor was put in to make sure you and your partner were in connection while it was going on. It took a little extra effort, but it went pretty smoothly. And then then, um, there's also the like, yep, as we knew, it was going to be stressful. Things were, were not super awesome. There was some conflict, tension, maybe even got into a fight. And, you know, that's holidays. So I'm kind of like breaking that into three different versions of which you might want to reflect back on and consider, okay, 
where do we go moving forward? What do we need to do individually in the relationship to kind of just like get ready to like reconnect and heal? What do we need to do in our relationship? Um, if there needs to be some direct like connection, um, attunement in between, the, you know, you and your partner, that kind of stuff. And then also largely, you know, with the family, is there anything you as a couple need to attune to, to the rest of the family or friends that you were together with? Um, so that's kind of like where I'm thinking about this, this debrief thing. Yeah. I also want to take the angle of if you feel guilty or ashamed or you're kind of kicking yourself because you should have set a boundary or you could have set a boundary but didn't mm -hmm. i've dealt with that before as well because mm -hmm. like we talked about in the beliefs episode and many other episodes i want to see myself a certain way and ideally strive to have others see me in a similar way not egotistical or unrealistic but if i have if i'm living my life according to my values I would also like that to be known and it's uncomfortable when it's in your in-laws mm -hmm. rather than it's your own family, like around your own family, depending, I think it is arguably, even if it's difficult, it would be less difficult because they can't really like unfamily you like at a core fear. You can't just like go down to the courthouse and be like, you're not my sibling anymore. You're not my parent anymore. Uh, much to some people's dismay. I wish some people wish they could, but well, again, side note, that's yeah. why holidays yeah. can be so stressful for so many families is because these aren't the the friends you've chosen, the people you've chosen in your life. Sometimes you're kind of stuck with that sibling or that uncle yes. is always the yes. joke. Like that one uncle, good God. And if you don't have that, remember you're that uncle. Yeah, you are the person if you can identify the person. <laughs> the, 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 the way that you want to show up and be seen and like something for me and like the whole system that I deal with when I'm with my family they know about not getting sick. That is my biggest trigger. I have trauma from that. I was in like the hospital, almost did not survive when I was a teenager. I get PTSD. Like they know that my mom is a doctor. We were raised very germ conscious. You don't leave the house when you're sick. I could, the list goes on and on. It's also in my illness policy in my practice. His family <laughs> are not that way because they are huge. And they have the belief that if one is sick, inevitably they will all get sick. And so they don't, they're not as mindful. And it drives me up a wall. And in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to be cool. I'm not going to say anything. And now we're a while in and I'm like, is everybody healthy? Is that, and I don't really care how they see me now, because to me, especially with what's going on with the family I came from, uh -huh. I need to be very mindful for certain health diagnoses. Uh -huh. I can't be like, I can't have that mindset. I don't want to have that mindset. I can't have that mindset. So around the holidays and setting that stressful, that is a boundary that I would have to say is if there are people ill, I can't go. Like, understand that if that's what's happening in your household, I will not be in attendance because I have other things to be mindful of because I have other family members who are recovering from things and they cannot get sick and neither can I because I'm a very busy person. So it's it's navigating and negotiating and whatever people's boundaries are, if that one uncle is going to be there and they always make comments about my daughter's weight and she's struggling with an eating disorder, do we go? If I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to be activated or the people who don't respect my boundaries are going to be there, how do I navigate that? And can I set them? And we talked about this in the holiday survival guide episode last year and the year before as well. This is our fourth one. This is our fourth one. Um, I don't I know. 19, 20, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Yep. It's our fourth holiday one. Yeah. So being able to know that you can set those boundaries and be seen a certain way so you can circumvent the holiday debrief afterwards with yourself or your therapist sometimes of feeling guilt. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I would have said something. 
So I want to also take an angle at some point in the episode of here's how you can say it. And here's how you can have it land softly and tell the person early and often. So by the time you show up, there isn't a surprise if you leave early because something happens. Cause you're like, I told you this four times in our family text message thread, <laughs> I will not be there if this happens, or I will leave if this happens. So that's kind of part of the angle I want to take as a debrief. Yeah. Cause a lot of the clients I dealt with, I work with have dealt with that in their family that shoulda, coulda, woulda. Why didn't I do that? Well, I wanted to be accepted even so much that I would sacrifice myself. So yeah. that's what I want. Yeah, let's layer that into the three scenarios that I yeah. got. Although really it's the, the last two. Um yeah, perfect. So on the first scenario, first scenario, like I said, pretty simple. Um, that things went really well, you prepped really well, you felt good and comfortable in your skin and boundaries, you and your partner had good connection, you felt great sharing the holidays in your relationship, and then that with other people. Awesome, you had a great holiday. The, I just wanted to mention briefly then still take a moment to debrief and just like say what holidays, what yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. Say thank you, identify what went well and sit in that. That's one of the things that many holidays allows us to do is to sit in gratitude for something. Yeah. Do that here also. Um, That's going to guarantee, not guarantee, but that's going to make it way more likely that in the future, you're going to have more of those experiences with more holidays. So sit and give yourself appreciation for, say, the boundaries you did stick with that you liked that helped you feel good and safe and secure. So thank yourself. Turn to your partner and, you know, think about, I mean, I'm going, I wasn't planning on going in this deep of it, but like, you know, I always do the classic pick three things, pick three things like, wow, that went so well. What was three things that you really appreciate about your partner? Um, and articulate that to them. And then maybe have a fun little chat with your partner about, ooh, what did we really like that our family did? Were they really um, understanding when we were a little bit late because of the kids? And then that didn't turn into a, oh my gosh, you're 20 minute late for dinner blow up. But instead they're like, oh yeah, we totally get it. You know, you had, you know, the little one, you know, making a fuss, got it. And then they you two as a- understanding, right? Yeah, right. you as a couple that can together yeah. say, Hey, mom and dad, that was really awesome. Hey, aunt, whoever, that was really cool. Um, so really simple, but the things went really well. Don't just take that for granted and don't let, I get that like holidays are so busy and as soon as it's done, it's like back to the next busyness of like back to normal kind of thing. Take a moment and just reflect. And if you want a real tip and trick or like a like big brownie points for maybe um, relationships you're trying to con- like are newly your, um, or you're rebuilding or you're newly building, Write it down in a handwritten note. Oh my gosh, Hallmark. Hallmark <laughs> is like, we're taking notes. This is a good idea. <laughs> there we go. Um, you know, that little bit of effort that just be- breeds so much goodwill. So that is, I guess, my five minute spiel of when things go well, enjoy that and build that. And that positive sentiment will just flourish. Definitely. Okay. Now to the real heart of what we're talking about. My let's let's say you're debriefing and actually i'm gonna start with the more like kind of nuanced ones i think it's more interesting it's where like things went well you don't have any like major catastrophe blow-ups but it was still really stressful you had to put a lot of energy to keep um keep the peace or maybe there was a, a something like an uncle did say something and you had to kind of step in and care for um, your niece or something, you know, there could have just been some kind of like family dynamic 
or maybe you and your your partner had like a little thing that normally could have turned into we need to go have a private chat but you kind of smoothed it over because you're focusing on the holiday i don't know something like that where it wasn't catastrophic but it was difficult stressful and hard mm-hmm. um so how did he brief from that why don't we start with um layering in your like coulda shoulda woulda idea and the kind of some of the guilt that can come with it because it doesn't mean that anything was like horrible but there might have been ooh, i was planning on setting a boundary differently or not speaking up in that moment and then my big mouth opened up or whatever i don't know but where would you kind of use that kind of guilt theme you have in that scenario to kind of debrief after a successful holiday but one that was very very emotionally draining uh, I first take to my notes app, <laughs> my, my unofficial therapist, my journal, mm-hmm. and I write down, and this is what other people can do as well. I yeah. write down the scenario from a factual situation. Like I go back to like police officer mindset of like, what were the facts? Where was I? Who was like, mm-hmm. I think of it like that. And so I internally debrief with, okay, what actually happened? And obviously sometimes things get layered in of how I feel or how I interpreted. So I just put those in like italics. So I know like my train of thought, if you are able to just go through factually afterwards, take a look at, okay, all of these things happen. What meaning did you make out of it? And how did it make you feel? What did it make you think? How did it make you feel? And then sit with that. Why was this upsetting to me? Why was it upsetting when I showed up and this happened? Why was it upsetting when I showed up and the uncle that I don't like, or the aunt that always makes comments I don't like was there. Well, because I was in fear that what happened the last family event would happen this family event makes perfect sense. And why would that be negative? And then you, you keep going down like the five whys until you get to the core of it, which is often, like we talked about in our last episode, this crosses some sort of value for me. Mm-hmm. This is something that I don't like when it happens, or I wanted it to happen and it didn't either one. And you debrief with yourself if you're not able to have or you don't have a therapist to debrief with what was so upsetting and whose job is it or whose role is it to create a solution. So is this something you need to ask your partner to set a boundary because it's their family? You are entering into your partner's family. They're your in-laws or they're your in-laws to be whatever. We'll just call it that because that's a good, that gives you a mental framework. It's like you came from your family. Mm -hmm. Your role is to set your boundaries with your family. It's not, it's not that your partner can't, but it's not technically their role because they're entering into a system that's existed for a long time. Mm -hmm. Same thing if the shoe's on the other foot. So if you would like your partner to set a boundary or you have set it and their family hasn't listened to you, you can work with your partner ideally. And if not, this is where couples therapy comes in, work with them on, it would help me to feel supported. If you tell them you can send this message, Mm -hmm. this is what it would mean to me. This is the positive effect it would have on our relationship because I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling chaotic. Yes. It didn't turn into a fight to your point, Mm -hmm. but I, I didn't get to be my full self. I wasn't authentic. I was on edge the whole time to keep the peace. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. And I don't, I always tell myself, do I want to fight about this in a couples therapist office in 20 years? Or do I want to come across as a bitch right now and Mm -hmm. set the boundary? And I usually choose the latter Mm -hmm. because I don't actually mind that I'm seen that way because I'm being kind and true to myself. Mm -hmm. And that's on the other person if they don't want to handle it or they're like, which is usually what happens in an in-law family, you're getting used to them. It's like, whoa, we've lived like this for 20 something, 30 something, 40 something years. And here you come in bull in a China shop with all of your stuff. 
it takes time to get acclimated. Not every time you meet your in-laws or the in-laws to be is going to be this like wonderful holiday experience. Yes, they might welcome you with open arms. And as we know in other relationships, you get to know them more. You don't know what's stressful around the holidays. What if they lost somebody? What if this is the first holiday season without someone present that was a really important family member? Like be mindful of when you can ask for your needs to be met. So in that debrief, I get out my notes app. I look at what happened. I look at what I, what I wanted instead. And then I enlist my partner to set a boundary if need be, or I text a reminder again, because I don't mind being seen in a negative light. Not that I ever would be, but God forbid, that's what would happen. I'm okay with it. Like I got broad shoulders. If you have an issue with me, come talk to me about it. But like this value is more important than you liking me. Uh So knowing how to balance that when you're um, kind of re like not re-gluing but like you're being glued into a new family or like you're an added puzzle piece yeah i love that i would add um on this kind of debrief um with your partner uh look to where you two can discuss some of the things that were difficult and look for more understanding and so when you were saying um something something you said made me think about this like good example of maybe when it's just like you, your partner and your in-laws. So it's like the four of you, things are all good. Cause maybe you spend a little more time, of course, with like your partner's parents, if they're still around and then you've been able to like do that. But now you're in the larger family context of those aunt and uncles are around. Well, and then suddenly like mother-in-law isn't in a sense, like responding the same way that she was originally when it was just like you know double date status not holiday okay what's going on there and maybe ask your partner hey can you help me understand like normally your mom is really supportive of me and like really enjoys my jokes and then she kind of snapped at me during the holidays um and normally like we would have totally like like bonded over that joke what's going on that was kind of weird and maybe there's some place to learn well yeah that's because uncles here and and you can learn that there's a dynamic there that you didn't know about previously or that there's some tension there and it's not for you to fix or deal with but it's for you to understand oh that's why that was so hard so that's a good place to debrief to uh, kind of like using your tool of or adding it to what you're saying your tool of writing down here's what happened here was my thoughts and feelings how i made meaning of what happened Turning to your partner for the in-law example is useful to help get a deeper understanding. It'll help you make more meaning, which might change then your response. So that's a good way to debrief, to go, that was hard. I don't know why that sucked. Let's talk about it together, my partner, so that we can get clarity and maybe have more understanding because all this comes down to, generally speaking, when we understand things and other people's perspective, that is empathy. And that allows us to have more compassion. And that's a good way to like move forward. I'm so glad that you brought that up because this also goes for, if you're listening to this, you as the individual, are you having some seasonal depression? Are you having some anxiety? Have you had a recent law? The other people in your life, this goes for everybody, but especially family systems, other people in your life don't know the intricacies of your inner world the way that you do. So if you are having a rough time, if you are at your wits end with your kids because they're just stressing you out and pulling on you. And if they scream one more time, you're fucking snap. Like, where are you at with your bandwidth and your frustration tolerance and let your family know. We have had such a rough day getting the kids in the car. Please do not take it personally if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm feeling short, I'm just, I'm at the end of my rope. 
I do not want to be asked to help when I walk in the door. I will need 20 minutes of absolute and complete silence. And I want to go in the extra bedroom and just be alone with myself for 20 minutes. And I don't want anybody to need me. And then I can come out and be a real person, as I like to say. So let other people know ahead of time. And if if you've already passed your holiday season, obviously, when you're listening to this, then you can still say an, an apology or an acknowledgement, whatever feels best. If you did snap to like take ownership of it, I realize it was because of this. Like if you can't front load them and say, I think I would snap if this happened, you can text afterwards and say, I want to take accountability for the outburst that I had yesterday. I realized it was because at the end of my rope, it was nothing anybody did. And in the future, I will. Like, what are you going to do differently in the future to, to shift that if it does come up again? And that way people will, to your point of uh, kind of that compassion and empathy, they will know that ideally for the next time. Or if you remind them again the next time, like, oh yeah, this happened at Christmas. I don't want to go through that again either. I'll do anything to help you or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate. So be be mindful. You can get ahead of it. And if you've already passed that timeline, you can then take like retroactive accountability for it and, and do some um, inner work on yourself of what truly was so triggering. If you don't know your triggers, think of all the things that would piss you off on a holiday and then you will identify them if we get in a fight uh, in the car right over there. So that's what I say to families, headphones, or if you can fly, or if you can do these things to avoid going to drive. If your children are old enough to drive, let them drive separately. Like as much as you can mitigate the fallout, I would recommend to do so. Yeah, I, kind of off the debrief and more like that's preventative, but I'll still add a bit to that. It's like, yeah, be intentional. You know, yeah. you know, if you're stressed going into the holiday, um, then everyone else is too, or a lot of people are. So then be be intentional with, okay, am I going to really bring this up? Do, am I going to really choose to on the drive over, start <laughs> the fight now? And unfortunately, stress tends to make us not think intentionally because we're more in that panic, fight, flight, or freeze mode. But if you swear, okay, I want to be intentional and do that. That's just whatever. Little side note to Pinterest. But yeah, um, if you are listening okay. to this after, I would also say you can redo it. Let's say you did get in the fight and you're listening to this episode the morning after Christmas and you're like, shit, I totally did that. Mm-hmm. Go pause this right now after you listen to what I'm about to say and walk <laughs> in and make sure it's a good time to talk to your partner and say like, I messed up. I realized I was stressed and I started a fight because I was really worried about this happening and it caused so much worry that I ended up making it happen. I apologize or I, I own that I did that. Yeah. And on that apology stuff, I, I think side note, I would put that more into like that last scenario that I want to get to about where there really was more stuff. Um, yeah. But I mean, this is still useful no matter what it do. Yeah. If there's anything you that you need to own responsibly that you say, hey, I kind of, I added to the to the yeah. stress of the day, that works. Yeah. But I do want to come back to that apology thing for um, that last scenario. Yeah. But and still then, in this second scenario where I'm thinking oh, about same. things yeah. were fairly good, but it was a lot of energy yeah. expelled. Um, when you're you debriefing, pleaser? sorry, what? I'm going to say, where were you a people pleaser? That's the question I would have people ask themselves. Yeah. And- what like things went well but there's still some tension mm-hmm. why so was it because things could have gone differently or was it because they went the way that they did but you couldn't be who you really wanted to be in order for that to happen mm. i don't know about in your practice but i often see one partner is the <laughs> i i obviously am boiling this down but like one partner is totally fine with being the peace disruptor or not upholding mm-hmm. the status quo. And the other partner is like, no, like we need to be the peacekeeper, like keep order, the helper, the giver. So yes, being 
who, which one are you? And how can you lean more towards your partner? So if you are looking back on this and be like, it went well, but I still feel like eh, this could have gone differently or this one thing could have been better. That's, that's the opportunity. Do I have anything to do with that? Can I change that at all? Or is this something to ask my partner? And then don't let it fester and get pissed off at them and take it out of them for another thing. Uh-uh. Hey, I would like Thank to you. do, and you should plan this. Honestly, I recommend this for every couple too. Plan to have, it's like the paradoxical intervention, not plan a fight, but kind of plan a fight. Like yeah. when teens come in and they're arguing all the time, I said, I tell them, okay, every day after school for 30 minutes, I want you to fight. In two weeks, they're like, we don't want to do it anymore. I'm like, yeah, because now you're allowed to. And in fact, you must. <laughs> so if you plan the debrief for not the drive home, or you could do it on the drive home, but I don't recommend ever having a tough conversation in a car. Everybody feels trapped. Just don't do it. Yeah. Plan for it the next morning. Let's have a 30 minute, put a timer. Each person gets 15 minutes or whatever you want to do. Let's have a 30 minute debrief. Let's start with three things that went well. And maybe you don't want to do it the day after because you need a few days to process, but plan for a separate holiday debrief conversation and give yourself time to filter it. Because to your point, what if it went well, but these things could have been different. I might need a few days to calm down from it and to decompress and understand what is it that I'm really asking rather than just complaining at my partner indirectly when a few days later, it would turn into an effective request for a boundary to be set in the future. So give yourself a cool off period and then debrief with your partner. Yeah. And in this debrief, another idea I want to put into is this like sense that there, there was enough stress. So then what kind of comfort and soothing do you need from your partner during this debrief? And be on the lookout for asking your partner what kind of comfort and soothing they need. Um, again, nothing major. There's no big repairs that need to happen in this scenario. We'll get to that within a minute or two with the last scenario. But this is still just like, yeah, whew, we got through it. We hung out with both of the families or, you know, no family, just the friends. And that that's a whole different version of emotions. Like, and um, we got through that. Hey, my partner, how are you doing with that now afterwards? Can I be here for you? Do you want to problem solve anything? Do you just want me to listen? Or, you know, can I just be of comfort and soothing for you? And then also, here's the thing that was hard for me as we debrief. I'm just kind of like, I'm going to, I'm still kind of grieving the fact that this is my first holiday without one of my parents. Or um, I'm, I'm still kind of in grief mode after the fact that of how this went down. I didn't really like how I showed up in that, you know, one conversation. Can you be here for me? Just kind of be sad with me for a second, if that's the case. So just just having an open discussion, and I always use those words like comfort and soothing. What kind of comfort and soothing do you need to ask your partner for? And what can you check in with them? Hey, do you need anything after this on this debrief about how the holidays were? Since it was a good time, but it's still stressful. And now we can kind of tie a nice bow on this wonderful holiday experience we put a lot of effort into and then reconnect fully for ourselves and then move on back to to the next thing of life whatever that is so that's where i would kind of leave it in that like kind of positive in middle place yeah. so moving on to the last scenario the My big favorite. one <laughs> this is what everyone is scared shitless of and why everyone gets stressed about the holidays is you know the nuclear explosion during holidays um maybe it does start on the car ride to wherever you're going and then you and your partner get in a wicked fight and you show up pissed off at each other That's just to favorite. set the whole day you know when a couple because they're like hi and you can see they have like help me eyes or they're yeah. like i almost ripped his head off in the car yeah and you can like the jabs the slights if yeah. this happens to you 
<laughs> I'm just going to start out with you here. Um, yeah. And especially if you are already listening to this, you should listen to this on the way to your in-laws, whatever it might be. <laughs> you get in a fight or something happens prior to the arrival at whatever the event is, you must call a truce with your partner. <laughs> you must just, just call a pause, time out. I want to talk about this. Nothing is going to be accomplished from the walk to the car to their front door. We're putting no. a pin in it. It's not acting. It's choosing overall the greater good of the relationship. Ideally is I love you. I'm on your team. I'm on your side. We're having a, a rupture right now. We must tend to this. We have to prioritize whatever the family thing might be. And then you go in and it's not about you trying to utilize jabs or this or that or put downs to surreptitiously almost tell your partner like i'm still pissed at you like mm -hmm. oh did you want um whipped cream on your pumpkin pie i didn't plan for that because we're all out so that just kind of sucks kind of like it sucked that you did don't do that <laughs> not do that do not i agree <laughs> but i'm focused on let's say you did do that <laughs> i'm focused on oh, let's do it after the fact too. And now you're debriefing, like, oh, maybe we did some of those things, or your partner did some of those things. Yeah. And oh, I've had to say sorry really for that. Yeah. I, I tell him, uh, I'm, I'm not my best self when I get stressed, obviously, but I am the first. I will say, I try and not pride myself like egotistically, but like I really, uh, I am proud of myself for being able to say, wow, that felt like shit. I did not mean to make a dig at you. That is not, I, yes, I am stressed. And yes, I am feeling whatever it is about you or us or whatever. That was absolutely inappropriate. I feel awful. I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. I feel like my tail is between my legs. I want to let you know, I am sorry. I apologize for that. And if you would like me to also apologize in front of your family or take ownership, I am willing to do that. Yeah. So uh, really being uh, kind of falling on the knife or whatever you want to call it putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. If you know you fucked up and you know you snapped or you know you lashed out or you know you picked a fight, say that to your partner. Take ownership because the rest of the conversation, their uh, likelihood that they're going to be defensive or try and only defend themselves and not defend the relationship, that likelihood of them, that goes up in a positive way. They're like, okay, they see it. I don't have to punish them into seeing why they did, what, why what they did was wrong they know that it was wrong. You can see the look in your partner's eyes when the light goes out a little bit and you've heard them. And mm -hmm. in some ways it was in your, in, in your intent, but in many ways it was like, oh, I think I took it too far. Like I'm Italian and I'm an angry person deep down. <laughs> um, I've dealt with it obviously over the years, but it'll still come out. Mm -hmm. Like make no mistake. If I need to protect myself, I will. And sometimes, and I've shared this with my partner too. Like sometimes my brain switches into that and I don't see you as my partner the person I'm spending the rest of my life with, I see you as an enemy who must be destroyed. And that's on me. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that is things I'm working on that actually I've done with every partner prior to you. So don't feel special in a good way. <laughs> this really is not like you're triggering something in us. It's really for me to work on. So it's not your responsibility, nor should you have to deal with the fallout. Please know that I'm aware of it and I'm working on it. Yes. Um, love those examples. And that's where, again, like, the, the different themes of apologies, even what you said for the second scenario still applies plus deepening it here. When there's a need to actually repair, when actually shit went sideways and starting the repair. What I like about what you're saying is taking that stock of yourself and is there something that, that you know, if something went down, probably both partners 
have something that they can take responsibility for that they can apologize for. And I'm not saying that then you have to like force your partner to do that. I'm saying if you're listening to this and you're not thinking about what you kind of did off, then you're probably missing something. And I get it. There, there can, there can be some pretty egregious times where like your partner did the really bad thing. And then your response was natural to that, but you can always take a look and be like, yeah, but did I, could I really have handled this good or, or any better? And you can, all of this is I'm kind of jumbling is trying to say like, look for the bid for reconnection. These yeah. apologies are the way to initiate those bids. You yes. say, ah, I've thought about this yesterday sucked. My bad was here. Correct. L- and let me own that. And keep in mind the appreciation statements still have a place in this discussion of debrief. Maybe you don't lead because it could be like you're too disconnected still to even hear that. Maybe you can. I mean, you know your relationship, but um, I would still in this debrief remember the appreciation statements also. Yes. And when you, if you apologize for something or take ownership for something and your partner's like, okay, thanks. And you look at them like, um, it's your line. Did you not get the script in the mail? Like it's time for yeah. you to apologize for doing that. Yeah. Don't don't bait them into that share. And this is something I, I really, really want to emphasize. If you are expecting that from your partner, tell them in this conversation, it's like a five, five paragraph essay thesis. And in this essay, I will prove. And in this conversation, I'm going to take ownership for my stuff and my expectation, whether it comes true or not, but I'm going to let you know out loud. So you know why I'm making these faces at you. My expectation is that you also acknowledge your part in this. Uh If you need some time for that, I understand because I'm the one who's prepared and ready to have this talk. I'm the one who wants it. I would like you to see it from my side. That's my goal. Separate from expecting you to take ownership and apologize, et cetera. That'd be great, but that's not my goal here. This is what you can tell yourself and your partner. I would like to share what went down for me from my perspective, what I need to take ownership of, ownership of and what I think that you could as well. I'm not going to force you or blame you for it, but here's wh- where I see it. Do you see it this way also? That gets you much farther in the conversation rather than like, and you're not even going to say that you said that. Are you fucking kidding? Like, I, I mean, trust me, I can get angry, but being being able to postpone that fight and postpone angry, don't don't like jab at your partner like that. Make sure that it's. I think that you could have taken ownership here and not saying it in a condescending way, saying it in a, I I can't own that. This will only work if we both own all of our parts yeah. <laughs> and I cannot own this on your behalf because that's me people pleasing, compromising myself, et cetera. Compromising the self is much different than compromising the discussion or on something in the discussion. Do not compromise yourself or your values. Please compromise on you're right. I, yes, this is my value and I own it. And I could have said it differently rather than saying a snappy comment uh-huh. in the future. What would help me is if you see me getting stressed, Please do not tease me or goad it or bait me into that. That's the way you love on your family. I will snap. Please Uh do not do that, especially when I'm stressed because the dragon lady will come out. So just know for the future, I am willing to do this. And in order for that to happen, I need you to do this in response. Uh And you start to work as a team and have that connect reconnection. So in the future, it lessens the likelihood that you will snap or become the dragon version of yourself. And what you just said actually helped me clarify like, something I'm, I was thinking about of how these scenarios come up a lot. It's because everyone is stressed mm-hmm. and they're not seeing their partner's stress. 
um, a so lot very of times. Ego, egotistical in the moment. Yeah. I'm the only one who has a problem. I'm the only one who's yeah. stressed. The other person doesn't exist. They kind of yeah. like, like I imagine our clients think we are. We just sit there in the chair and like reanimate when they show up. Yeah. No. Um, and it's like what I said earlier about like stress, like one of the functions of stress is like, it does kind of put blinders on you. You just kind of focus on what you're stressed about. So this debrief is useful for these examples. Like you're giving about how to go through that and like some good modeling. It's you're sharing with your partner. Here's what was stressful to me. So please understand that because my guess is that couples who didn't understand that before going into the holiday scenario are more likely to have these kind of big ruptures. Doesn't necessarily mean just because you know, oh, you know, my partner gets stressed because of her relationship with her um, yeah. stepfather or whatever. Sure. Um, doesn't mean that it, you're just because you know that you're not going to fight, but maybe review that and go, oh, so what was so stressful for you in that place? Um, be curious rather get than back to that. Yeah. yeah. And then again, generally speaking, when there's a kind of a fight or disconnect, both partners have places where they are responsible for something because they're probably stressed. So you can always be in that curious mode of understanding your stress and your partner's stress. And that's a good place to debrief and attempt some of this reconnection of God, what was so challenging for you that even on the car ride over, it bubbled over and you called me a prick. Like what went on there? Thank you for apologizing for that. And what was happening that that was that, it, you know, me, you know, making a left turn without my blinker set you off. Like what, like what's mm -hmm. going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and knowing, knowing yourself and how you get and how you react, I think is so crucial. Like I know when I'm angry now, if it's around my family, I'll just like, it's always been like that. I'll just like say it out loud and put my foot down immediately. Cause I don't play no games. Um, <laughs> but with my partner's family, it's not as e nor would I want to like, I also sometimes don't like how I come across with my own family, but I really wouldn't want to come across that way. If you are having one of those moments where it's happening in live time, like how do I cope with this? The best thing that you can say, if you have nothing to say is nothing at all. It doesn't mean you don't have a voice. It doesn't mean you can't stand up for yourself. But if you truly cannot formulate a sentence because you're so flooded or during this debrief, you get so flooded, please say pause and bring yourself back down to like a normal respiratory level before you make the attempt. And you can also say like, this is too soon after for me to talk about it. I don't have enough to share. Stop. Like we need to stop because I can't do this right now. Your best timing might not be your partner's best timing is also what I like to say because you might want to debrief because you feel so uncomfortable. And I've had that too, where I'm like, I got to get this off my chest. Wasn't the best time for him. He had moved on. He had other work stuff to worry about. And here I am with like all this guilt and shame that I wanted to offload. And that was my job to learn how to sit with it and tolerate the distress. And I ended up sending it in like a nice message, like an audio, I think it was an audio or written message, but it wasn't like initiating a fight. It was whenever you're able to get to this, I, I really, I need to get this out. I understand that this might not be your best timing. Like I give the buffer and then I sent it and he was like, thank you. I really appreciate that you saw that as well. It didn't feel good for me. Like it ended up being a very productive conversation when we were both at home later because you're, you want to get it out and you want to feel better. That might end up making your partner feel worse, or it might not be a time where they could hold space. So when you have this debrief I, I, in a summarization, when you have this debrief, make sure as much as you can, that it's a good time for 
the both of you and that you're doing it in person and not over text. That is something that I have preached on. I'm sure you have as well for years, nothing important over text. Mm-hmm. nothing it's not going to get solved unless it's a very nice like thank you so much for debriefing with me this morning i really feel so good like that's that is serious by default like it's a it impacts the relationship in a positive way but do not neg and jab at your partner over text of like texting him under the table are you seriously not going to say anything to your mom about blah 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 oh you go i'm fine thank you it's so good to see yeah. you barbara like no don't jab at them you can pull them aside we all know the secret code of like, I'm going to go on a walk. Could you join me, honey? What the <laughs> was that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and you're all smiling and everybody's watching from the window and they're like, oh, they're fighting, aren't they? We're good. You're allowed to call a pause for yourself. You're allowed to pull your partner aside. Do those, if this, if you're listening to this on the, on the day or the day after, if you celebrate Christmas or Christmas Eve, like pull them aside and debrief with them or try not to snap in front of the family. That would be my best advice. And I'm saying that to myself too, in preparation. <laughs> Friendly <So>. reminder. <laughs> do not snap. Do not snap. Do not Before snap. we wrap, I do want to actually say uh, on the text comment, we, I'm sure we said this on the podcast multiple times, but it's always worth bringing up when it's there. Um, yes. Text for administrative purposes only, or I guess not only, text for administrative purposes and flirting and compliments only. <laughs> Positive. Yeah. Nothing that can be misinterpreted. Like, I love you. I hope you have the best day. That is not likely to be misinterpreted. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than like, did you really not think to do that this morning? Yeah. <laughs> the dishes? Really? Or just sending a pic. That was my favorite. I've worked with many couples on that where they'll just like send a picture of it. And the person's like, is this like a where's Waldo? Like, why are you sending me this? They're like, did you not see this this morning? And they're like, I don't have time for this shit. Do not do this. Do not. Just tell me later on in the day, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but before you left, you forgot to put the toothpaste away. Okay. Yeah, not taken. What matters to you more than matters to your partner, put it away yourself. Yeah. You're all adults. Like we don't get in relationships to have a servant or an assistant. You get in a relationship to have a partner who's also living their own adult life to bring it back to the holidays. They have their own reactions. So maybe your debrief on the way there is, is there anything that you can think of today that may derail us that I can keep in mind? Here's my list. Mm -hmm. And if they say nothing, that's okay. They don't have to have a list ready to go. Let them start this conversation early. Mm -hmm. That would be my advice. Got it. Cool. Um, I'm going to say more, but we got to wrap. I think that goes through the debrief for the three scenarios very, very well. Uh, I do hope everyone did and does i guess does and did i don't know i hope holidays were awesome for everybody um <laughs> i hope that was a good time um depending on when you're listening to this or maybe in in future years listening yes. to this for the ones coming up but um as always thank you so much listeners for joining us for the podcast if you got questions for us that you want us to answer on the podcast shoot us an email ryan and talia at the couples Yes. You can also answer my Q&A. I try to do it about once a week. It's at Talia Bombola on Instagram. And yeah, take good care, everyone.